Hey Criers, I'm Sarah Ann. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Rachel. And we are here to prove to you that there is crying in baseball. Welcome back to another episode of There Is Crying in Baseball. Hi, girl. Hello. Hey. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. How was your week, Rach? My week was really good. Actually, I went to two concerts this week, which is huge for me because I love being a homebody and staying at home and spending all of my free time at home. But two concerts this week, really, really good time. Um, On Tuesday, I actually went and saw Jonas Brothers. So that was really fun. They put on such a good show. Honestly, such a good show. I'm not going to pretend like I'm the biggest Jonas Brothers fan now. I was, you know, back when I was a teenager, of course. Um, But so for the last like two weeks leading up to the concert, all I did was listen to Jonas Brothers. And my husband was so annoyed. I'm sure he just wanted to kill me. But they have some really good stuff. So They do. they do. I was shocked with all their newer stuff is still really good. So they played like 47 songs, I think, which was crazy. Jeez. I know. I know. It was crazy, but it was really a really good time. And it was cool to see all of the older songs that I used to like when I was a kid. So that was a really good time. Um, and then last night we went and saw it was The Offspring and Some 41 and Simple Plan. So, so fun. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was so good. It's, it's such amazing. a good time. The weather was so hot. This was an outdoor concert. The weather oh, has gosh. been so hot this week and just so muggy. Um, but luckily, like by the time the concert really started and sun went down, it started getting a little bit better. But Simple Plan was my favorite band from the time that I was in like seventh grade all through high school. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen them live. So that was so exciting. Uh-huh. They were one of the openers. So, you know, it wasn't like their show, but they played 11 songs, I think. So I thought that was a lot for an mm-hmm. opener. Yes. I know. Yeah. So but they sounded wonderful. I was kind of nervous. I was like, I don't know how this is <laughs> going to be, you know, but they sounded so good. Some 41 didn't sound quite as good, but that's okay. And then the offspring was great. So, I mean, they're like in their 40s now, yes. right? <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. And the offspring- I can't imagine going on stage at my age. Oh my age, gosh. So. No, no way. They all sounded so good. The, well, the problem with Some 41, their mix wasn't right. So, like, you couldn't really hear the guitar. Oh. Like, they sounded mm. good, like, singing yeah. wise, but the guitar was just kind of off. So, that was odd. But the mm. offspring was really good. And they're the oldest ones out of all of them. And they're. <sighs> still moving around like they were young so oh my gosh yeah. yeah but yeah so it was a fun That's time exciting. yeah it was a really fun time uh I'm tired now though going out two <laughs> two days in a week is too much for me <laughs> yeah but right had fun just other than that just a lot of work in and you know back to regular life so yeah until the next concert yeah I think we got a little <laughs> I have gone to a lot of concerts recently you really have I have it's very strange well now I don't have baseball to occupy my time normally sure. I'm going to a baseball game every week but <laughs> I don't want to do that these days. So. <laughs> Sarah, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. I know uh, you talked a couple weeks ago about winning the great war for Taylor Swift tickets. Yes. I don't know that mine was quite as much of a war, but I did win the war for Luke Combs tickets, which oh, yay. We, Congrats. Yeah, we had talked about a few uh, a while ago now when Haley went that I was very mm-hmm. jealous. I love Luke Combs. And I got on and decided to kind of splurge a little bit, got some really, really good seats. Oh, yes, girl. The tickets I got are like a two-day pass, so I get to go to both nights. Um, oh, that's awesome. I'm having a little bit of buyer's remorse because it was a lot, <laughs> but I have 10 months to prepare myself for it. I might make a little weekend out of it and just treat myself. Well, yeah, by then, you'll, you, ha- you already bought the tickets, so by when the time comes, it's like, oh, it's free. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like on the other side of town, which I don't know that I want to drive there two nights in a row. So I was like, maybe I'll get a hotel, just like make a little weekend out of it, have a little staycation because it's a Friday and a Saturday night. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I have 10 it. months to plan for you it. Definitely should. That would yeah. be so fun. Yes. Luke Combs is great though. He's great. I love Luke Combs so much. And I like my friend at work, her son's a big fan and they, he really wanted to go. And so they ended up a few weeks ago or a month ago now, probably they surprised him and flew him out to North Carolina mm-hmm. to go watch a show. So they like flew in on like a Saturday morning, went to the concert Saturday night and then flew home sa- Sunday morning. And I ended up actually driving them home, his, her son from the Morgan Wallen concert that we went to in July. And he was telling me all about it, how much he loved the Luke Holmes show. And so so when I got the alert that he's coming out here, I had to tell her. And uh, so her and I were kind of like helping each other out because her husband was on the phone getting their Mm -hmm. tickets. She was at my desk. My like code wasn't working. Oh, no. And I tried to get help from SeatGeek. And I'm so sorry, Kevin, if you're listening, I yelled at you. But your (laughs) situations were terrible. Poor Kevin. (laughs) You get... You get like an automated text message. It's not a person sending you a text with a code. And he's like, maybe text that number and tell him your code isn't working. I'm like, it's an automated (laughs) number. It's not a person sitting at a desk. And then his only other suggestion was, maybe Luke Combs has posted about it on social media. I'm like, do you want me to just call up Mr. Combs himself and be like, hey, buddy? (laughs) Your code's not working. What do you want from me? That's like the least helpful thing that he could have said. It was so unhelpful. Yeah. Which I get that Ticketmaster is like got this terrible monopoly on people, but SeatGeek, you got to step it up if you want to <laughs> have a space in this game. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I was kind of really excited about it. Then I kind of had a little bit of buyer's remorse, and now I'm back to being excited. We'll see how I feel come next end of May, June. Um, I got to cash in on a bet I with uh, an A's fan. We bet on the A's Cardinals series and I got free dinner. So thanks for the Cardinals for that. Nice. Yeah. Um, you nice. brought me nothing this season except a free dinner. So <laughs> that's about all you need. That's it. Yeah. But no, it was, it was good other than that. So how was your week, Kaylee? It was good. I spent a lot of the week at home again, which is mm-hmm. very unlike me, but Thursday yeah. night, I had um, a client I worked for had a show at Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville. So I went to that. And as I always do, I say I'm going to be home by nine o'clock. And I lived it <laughs> up after that show. So I went, yeah. I was at the show, I was going to say for two songs, but some of the Nashville soccer team was there because they're friends with my client. And it was just fun to hang out with them. I actually told them that I am a St. Louis soccer fan and they weren't the biggest mm. fans that I admitted that, but I was like, I gotta be honest, you know, I'm yes, loyal to my you team. Didn't lie. Yeah, good job. And I'm a fan of Nashville too, but I was like, St. Yeah. Louis is kind of like what got me into soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they weren't like, yeah, the biggest fans that I said that, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I watched the show for a lot longer than I planned on. Of course. And then it was downtown and I had an old roommate that was playing downtown at one of the bars. And I was like, I'm going to go say hi to him really fast. And, you know, I had a drink there and I was like, oh my gosh, I found more friends that are playing tonight. So I went and saw them. And so I didn't get home until I think around midnight, which is late for me. Like I'm not usually out that late. Yeah. But I was having fun. Party animal. It, it happens every time. Like I'm just... <laughs> 
once I'm out, I'm good. It's like getting out part sometimes that's difficult. That's the most yeah. difficult part for sure. Yeah, but it was it was a fun night. I haven't like really been to many concerts lately, I feel like, compared to what mm-hmm. I used to. And mm-hmm. I as we were talking about these, I realized I think I've missed two concerts this month that I was planning on going to that I just completely <laughs> oh, forgot about. No. I didn't buy tickets. Oh no. Okay. <clears throat> well, oh, okay. Good. I was gonna say. But I'm like, I think those already happened. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> oh. so I'm a little bummed about that. But yeah. But yeah. I actually leave for work tomorrow going on a short little tour we have a show in nashville birmingham atlanta and charlotte this week so okay staying home tonight so that i can have my me time before i have to go on the road and sit in a van with people i work with who i love but it's just gonna be a long few days that's just yeah. personal space, man. No matter how much I, I like them, like being trapped in a bit, that just sounds terrible to me, honestly. <laughs> I've been on buses yeah. and stuff too. And even that, like, because on a bus we'll have like 12 people. Yeah. And it's just, I can't do it. It's fine for mm-hmm. a little bit, but the people that do it, like for their, like, that's just what they do in life. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. how, I, that's the worst part is that 12 people mm-hmm. sitting in a front lounge together. I just... I can't do it. Yeah, I can't imagine. I would just throw some headphones in and throw on a podcast Mm -hmm. or some music and just like sit in my phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Yeah. Antisocial over here. Yeah. I did forget to mention, I do want to uh, let everyone know that the next month is going to be me just being the most miserable. Maybe Rage 2 because it is officially Virgo season. This is our time. Happy Virgo season. So happy Virgo season to all who celebrate, but mostly be in rage. Mostly us. And Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> and Paul Goldschmidt. And Adam Wainwright. And Miles Michaelis. And Polo. And That's a really it's a good time else. for we the have Cardinals. So many. Yeah, it's a good you time know, for the Cardinals. What comes after Virgo season? Libra season for our Queen Hayes. I'm excited for Libra season coming up right it's gonna be It's going to be a rough couple months for those of you that don't like astrology. I'm very sorry, <laughs> but it is Virgo season. I am so. a Virgo through and through. Welcome back to this week's Cardinals recap. Full transparency, I almost didn't record a recap because this honestly has been one of the most regrettable and most forgettable weeks in my Cardinals memory, even with the way that this year has gone. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. We do not need to harp too much on the runs that the Cardinals did not score. So the Cardinals started off the week with a series in Pittsburgh and surprise, surprise, lost two of three on that one. Game one was an 11 to one meltdown. Game two, the Cardinals lost six to three. Game three was a winner for the Redbirds, scoring five runs in the first two innings and eventually winning six to four. Next up on the Pennsylvania road trip, the Cardinals traveled to Philly, where they got swept in the most embarrassing fashion, seven to two, 12 to one and three to zero, respectively. Woof. Not much more I can say about that one. San Diego came to town to start a three-game set, and of course, once again, the offense failed to show up on a day that Wayno was on the mound. His six innings of one-run ball unfortunately wasn't enough to get him win number 199 as the Cardinals lost 4-1. to A Matt Carpenter reunion was the highlight of the series so far, but maybe the next couple of games will go better. Things are not good in Cardinal Nation as St. Louis falls to 20 games below 500, a place that they have not been in since 1995. I did real quick want to give a shout out to Richie Palacios, though. I know we have talked about him before. He got called up from AAA, has done some fun things offensively. He's made some stellar defensive catches, including robbing a home run. 
So good job, Richie. Unfortunately, this ends the highlight reel. So hopefully next week will be better. All right. So this is There Is Crying in Baseball. So we like to talk about the things in baseball that make us cry every week. So Haley, what made you cry this week? I am going to cry thinking about it. Richie Palacios. I just am so happy for Richie. I have seen him a bunch in Memphis this season. So whenever he got called up, I was super excited. And then just to see him doing so well made it even more exciting. And the fact that he got to play against his brother just warmed my heart so much. All the content around those two Mm -hmm. was awesome. Um, they both got to take up the li- take out the line of cards in I think it was like the second game of the series, maybe third. Mm-hmm. But just that kind of stuff makes me so happy. I felt like there was one game where it seemed like every single time one of them was up to bat, they would end up hitting it to their brother. And so that was super yeah, fun funny. to watch <laughs> that almost every time it felt like one was fielding the other one's ball or whatever. So mm-hmm. that was super cool. And then obviously his parents. Just the way his mom was supporting both of them and switching her outfits every time they were up to bat. I also, part of the interview that I loved was they talked about like how there's a lot of trash talk in the house. And they were asking (laughs) like his mom, like if there's trash talk between the two boys. And she's like, we trash talk them just as much. (laughs) Yes, I love it. It was so cute. So I just, I've, love Richie and that was really just a really cool experience for him to be able yeah. to start get that experience with his brother right yeah. when he got called up mm-hmm. so and he's doing yeah. really well too I know he's already made some pretty incredible plays and it's been awesome it's been fun to watch yeah I really loved how his dad was just like nah I'm I'm a fan of Josh I'm not just wearing Pittsburgh yeah. gear <laughs> <laughs> he's like forget Richie yes. <laughs> at least he's honest <laughs> I did see too, Richie had like a Instagram post that was something like, it's so great to be able to go play baseball with your best friend or something. Like it was so sweet. Oh my gosh. You can tell they're really close. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell us Haley, what about, um, how his mom was switching her outfits? It was like something, whichever team was up to bat, she would wear their Jersey and then she would have mm-hmm. the hat for whoever was on the field or something like that. But she was like oh, okay. swapping. Oh, them. then she'd swap both. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What an that. icon. I love her I already. Maybe we can have a well, new favorite Cardinals yeah. mom. Oh, yeah. Don't say our favorites left. All of our favorites left us. So we got to right. find some new ones. Womp. I do remember, I think Kaylee was at a Memphis game and texted us in our group chat um, about something about liking Richie Palacios. And I was like, who is that? So I think Kaylee was the first one to ever make me aware of his existence. So this is pretty on brand for you. I was so close to tweeting the day before he got called up. Like, I think Richie's going to... I think he's going to get called up because he was was playing center field. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, when Dylan was out, I was like, who else would they call up that would actually fit? playing center it's like it mm-hmm. might be him and then he it was him and i was so happy yay i sent y'all a picture yay. of his necklaces his yeah his Those, i'm sorry necklaces. i still think 
I still think the necklaces are ugly, but I do if they like them, whatever. <laughs> He's not the only one that has them. I, don't think. I know. I think Mason has them. Yeah. I saw a couple of Reds players have them too, the younger yes. guys. So I don't, yeah, it might just be ugly. like a younger. Yeah, I guess it's like a younger thing, but I think yeah. they're so ugly too. <laughs> so ugly. I love Reggie, so yeah, I will whatever. love whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We support you, Whatever they want to do. We support you, Richie, but get better looking jewelry, please. It's really cute right now. He's like posting all these stories of like the things they're like, they had a day uh, day off. um, And Mm -hmm. so just like where they're going to dinner. And so if you can tell, he's just like living it up. That's awesome. He hasn't really been up much before. So just to get these new experiences, he's like taking it in. So I love that for him. Rach, what was your crime moment of the week? Well, if you guys know me and if you were watching baseball this week, you all will know what my crying moment is. <laughs> Shohei Otani, done pitching for the year, torn UCL, terrible, terrible, terrible for baseball, terrible for the Angels, terrible for me, honestly. I just, <laughs> just so sad. He was playing a doubleheader against the Reds. Um, he returned to the rotation for his first start in 13 days. He had missed a start mm. because if they said it was fatigue. Um, They're now trying to say that it didn't really have anything to do with this current injury, Um, but it probably did, honestly. So he returned to the rotation in the beginning of the doubleheader against the Reds, and he got pulled after the second inning. His velocity was down so much. If you were watching it, it was kind of obvious that something was going on. Um, But when, you know, when things like that happens, you always hope for the best, but and came out with that horrible news. So they're not sure if he's going to have surgery yet. We don't know. Um, he has already had Tommy John once. I don't know if most people know that. So having it again, you know, I, I hope that that doesn't have to happen, but it'll be very, very interesting to see what they do moving forward because, you know, having a second Tommy John surgery can affect you for the rest of your career. If so, I, I don't know. I don't want to think about the possibility of him no longer being a two-way player. And maybe, you know, maybe I'm kind of jumping the gun on that one, but it's in the back of my mind. And I just hope that that doesn't happen, but it's just absolutely yeah. devastating for baseball. So, and it, you know, especially, especially, I mean, I know he is a good hitter, but like he's such a phenomenal pitcher. Yes. And I feel like it's going to be harder for him to find a place with a team as just a DH. And if he had to go from being a two-way player to just one role, I think he'd have an easier time as a pitcher. So that's just yeah, it's change, it does change everything, mm-hmm. you know, because you're talking about mm-hmm. offering seven hundred and fifty million dollars to somebody, yes. and but and we were kind of talking about this before, like if you did sign him and if he was a two-way player and he got hurt, you're not only losing your best hitter, you're losing your ace too, and so it's just. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. I still want him to be a St. Louis Cardinal more than I can breathe. I don't care what he's got going on. Bring him home. But what was also really sad, too, I saw there was a tweet and it said, Mike Trout back on the IL. He came back for, what, a day, I think? I think it was like one day. he broke his hand. And so Mike Trout headed back to the IL and Shohei Otani. Wait, he broke his hand recently? After his hammock bones? Oh no, I missed that. So yeah, he broke his hand. I, I, let me double check on that actually. So we can pause. Well, the thing that I, while you're looking for that, I did see something I should have like written down or saved it, but it did say that like with Shohei's issues, they hadn't gotten any imaging prior to now. So like this could have been going on for a while and that's awful for the angels. If that's true. Okay. It was his wrist. So maybe not his hand, but his wrist. Okay. 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 
Gosh. So, but still. Yeah, but still, I mean, still awful. So it was like in the running for the worst tweet of all time. Mike Trout yeah. back to the IL. Shohei's done. Uh. And it's just, and with the Angels, man, I mean, I knew that they were crazy by saying that they were going to be buyers yeah. at the deadline. But like now look at this and they're under 500. Yeah. They're nowhere near the playoffs. They've lost, you know, mm. Shohei and Trout. And they just made a yeah. very, very wrong decision by not trading Shohei at the deadline because they yeah. could have gotten a haul for him and now they're not going to get anything mm-hmm. for him. So yeah, just sad yeah. though, but I love oh, Shohei so gosh. much. And as of now, they say that he's still going to hit for the rest of the year. I don't know if they're going to continue that. Obviously it just depends if, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to have to have surgery or whatever, but yeah, for the best, but who knows? Gosh. So yeah, Poor tears guy. all around for me, at least for this sure. whole week. So did you see that one post where it was like him standing on the base, like whenever he knew that he wasn't, gonna be uh pitching anymore this season when he was with ellie and he was like holding his arm yeah what you mean yeah yes i think ben verlander tweeted yes, yes. probably he's yeah. obsessed with shohei me too but obsessed. <laughs> yeah. but yeah he's like beyond obsessed but yeah no it's just oh devastating you can see it like he was just holding his arm and he was just so sad and you just you just knew i mean that's the thing he is so expressive in his yeah. face so it's like you can't not see that no, oh. no just horrible he doesn't deserve i mean nobody deserves that but you know, no. especially not him. But baseball doesn't deserve that. We, you know, want to no. witness his once in a generation talent. So, <sighs> sad. Mm-hmm. Me. Get well soon, Shohei. Get well, Shohei, we love you. <laughs> Sarah, what's your crying moment this week? So, I think I might be introducing a new um, form of crying. Um, maybe crying tears of excitement. Um, I don't know. And maybe I just want an excuse to talk about this because I thought it was really great. So uh, this week, I'm not sure exactly when it was posted, but I know Tink Hens posted it on his story this week, and that's what made me stop and read it. But um, Rob Rains from stlsportspage.com wrote this article. It was called A Father's Love, Inside the Special Relationship Between the Cardinals' Top Pitching Prospect, Tink Hens, and his father, Marvin. And it was basically just the whole story of like Tink's life, about his dad. His dad grew up coaching Tink and his brother's. He obviously coached, you know, a whole team of other boys as well, talking about the influence and impact he had on these young men's lives and how they've all grown up to be just really great human beings, how Tink is just so respectful and like dedicated. And it was just, it was really great. He's a single dad. He raised, I think it was three or four boys on his own and Tink being one of them. He works like night shifts so that he could coach his their baseball teams during the day. That's he, awesome. but then that also means he like can't really make make it to some games. This is the first time he's seen him pitch since uh, twenty twenty. The first time he's seen him wow. pitch in person. Oh, wow. He drove from Arkansas to Springfield to watch him pitch there. He unfortunately didn't have the best outing, um, but they talked about their little text exchange afterward. And it was just a really lovely article, really great to get that insight on the family. Like I've said before, I love the moms. I also love the dads (laughs) and I love just the human element and like his dad just making sure his boys stayed out of trouble. Um, I think his dad, Marvin, had a brother or an uncle that was in jail and they used to have to go visit him. He's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want this for my boys. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to be on the right path. That's awesome. He like said like, if you're going to be friends with somebody, I have to approve oh, wow. it. Like I'm going to decide your friends for you. Like he's just very much like wanted his kids on the straight and narrow. And it's funny because there was a, an article that, or not an article, but some ranking that came out. Um, and it said Tink was like rated 
I think six for right-handed pitchers, I think right-handed or left-handed. I don't know what he is. Sorry. Excuse me there. Um, (laughs) But he was like number six ranked in that category. And Tink posted that on his story and said, still got a lot of work to do. And I'm like, you're number six. (laughs) He (laughs) wants to be number one, baby. (laughs) He wants to be number one. And I love that. And I love his drive and his motivation. And I'm just reading that article got me so fired up to see him on the Cardinal someday. I like, I cannot Mm -hmm. wait. His story is incredible. His dad seems like an amazing person. And I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. We will share the article if you guys want to read it, if you haven't read it. It is, it is long, but it's worth the read. It's very good. It just kind of goes through basically his entire life to being drafted to now. It's, it's great. I love that. I love getting to hear. And I got to watch these stories. Go ahead. I love getting to hear these stories of these of players, yeah. just like where they came from and getting uh-huh. to like really learn about them and who they are. It just brings that human element that we talk about all the time Absolutely. to them. Yeah. So I just love that. Yeah. And I got to watch him pitch in the Arizona Fall League last oh, year nice. too. So I, you know, I've already gotten myself like, all right, I'm team Tink, yeah. but um, yeah. And the thing is his his legal name is Markevian, which his dad's okay. name is Marvin. I'm not sure what his mom's name is, but it did say that uh, they named him Markevian because his mom wanted to merge his mom and dad's name oh. of Marvin and whatever oh, her name is. It didn't say. <laughs> so that's why it's Markevian. But his dad said, um, like, I couldn't spell it, so I <laughs> needed a nickname for him. And that whenever he'd go pick up Tink from his mom's house – she would call him little stinker. And he's like, you can't call him that. So then they decided to call him Tink. Oh, so that's, that's how so Tink funny. came to be. Yeah. That's really funny. Great. Yeah. That's a so, sweet story. Yeah. Give it a read. It's really, it's really worthwhile. Yeah. I actually didn't read that article. So I'm excited to read it. Me either. Yeah. Yeah. It's that good. A good one. That was a good crying moment. We though. will share. Good uplifting yeah. after my yes. sadness. So. Yeah. And I just, I really wanted an excuse to talk about Tink. So tears of excitement there is what go. I'm calling it. I love it. <laughs> a new genre of tears. All right, Rach, are you ready to rant? Oh, yes, ma'am. So this week, there isn't really much excitement going on in the world of the St. Louis Cardinals. So for the first time, I'm going to give them a break and I'm going to rant about something other than the Cardinals. So uh, this week, I'm going to rant about everybody's favorite Major League Baseball umpires. What is has happened to these umpires? Like, I know that they've gotten worse kind of as time has gone on, but like the regression that has happened in the last couple of years has been honestly like alarming to me. It feels like game after game after game is being decided on boneheaded calls from these umpires. Momentum is everything in baseball, and one small momentum shift can change the course of the entire game. And it's like they just don't care. Like that's the thing that gets me the most is the smugness that is coming off of these guys. They make these calls when they get into it with a player manager, whoever it may be. Like so many of the umpires just smirk as if like they're enjoying what's happening. They'll throw guys out for no reason, just because they want to, they know their job isn't in jeopardy because there's honestly no accountability for these guys. It doesn't matter how poorly you perform, how many calls you miss. They are still going to throw you out there every single game. (laughs) <laughs> the fact that Angel Hernandez is still allowed to be a major league umpire should tell you everything that you need to know about the integrity of the umpires union. He sued the MLB and filed a discrimination lawsuit, who, which he lost. And the MLB was basically like, no, you're not being discriminated against. You're just a terrible umpire. But yet he still gets allowed to come up there and is still doing games in 2023. It CB Buckner 
is terrible. Phil Cuzzy, Ron Culpa, Rob Drake, the list of abysmal umpires goes on and on and on. And I'm going to be honest, like, I shouldn't know a single one of these umpires' names. Like, I don't care to look for the umpires for each game. And now these guys are household names. But now so many of them are just so bad. You have to look ahead just to see what you're in for. Like, thank God the Cardinal season is over anyway, so it doesn't matter. But because it's every single game. Like, I have never been a fan of robo-umps. I think one of the beautiful parts of the sport is giving a pitcher the corners when they're having a great game or when they're in a pitcher's duel, but what is happening now cannot continue. So if things aren't going to change, I'm going to be team robo-umps all the way. Like These umpires are honestly ruining the integrity of the game, and I hate it. So I don't know if there needs to be some sort of accountability or what they need to do. I don't have an answer for it, but like, Something has to change because this is just going downhill and it's going downhill fast. So that's all I have to say on that, though. So thank you guys for letting me rant. Thank you for ranting. You're welcome. Absolutely. Felt weird not ranting about the Cardinals (laughs) for once. (laughs) Yeah. This is also an interesting. Yeah, go Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, this is just an interesting one for me because my dad was a major league or not major leagues, but he went all the way up to, yeah, yeah, he went all the way up to AAA. So like I was around umpires my whole entire life and he took his job very, very seriously and he was very good at it. It's, you know, it's been a long time. So things have Mm kind of changed now, I guess, but he was really good at what he did. So I was always kind of supportive of umpires when I was growing up and now it's just like complete opposite. I'm like, all of you are trash. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like you said, how like you shouldn't know their names. You shouldn't know no. their names because no one's watching for exactly, them. Right? Like this isn't about them, exactly. and it's become you know it's kind of a joke on Twitter now. But like it's the ump show. Yeah. It's like why do we know these people's names? Why do we dread having certain you know certain umpires on the staff? And it's awful. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, there has to be some sort of accountability. Like, if you do so, if you do poorly, then you shouldn't be allowed to go back. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just makes no sense that they just continually let them come out and Mm -hmm. do whatever they want, whenever they want. So I hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Umpires and weathermen, the two people that get to be terrible at their jobs and keep their jobs. (laughs) Exactly. I do love that uh, account now, though, the umpire scorecard. I feel like a lot of people really love that content. And I do find it interesting how they do come up with, like, the, you know, the way that the runs were swayed in Mm -hmm. favor Mm -hmm. of which team. Like you said, it's such a momentum shift. So, like, sure, maybe, like, that bad call prevented one run from being scored. But how do you know that if that bad call didn't happen, that the team wouldn't have come back and scored three more runs, you know? Exactly. You just, just never know. Yeah. No, that, and nobody. They never have they, a good one, and they're so outland. They're so far outside, and like, how do you look at this and not be like, oh, well, I know, I don't know. In AAA right now, they do like the first three days. It's like the first three days of the series or the end of it. They do um, the ABS system, so like, mm-hmm. and that you get so many like challenges to challenge a, a call or mm-hmm. whatever. And I haven't hated it, honestly. It's just, like, nice that there's consistency. Yeah. That's the thing that, like you were saying, though, like, I I like the idea of having an ump there, um, but it just gets tiring, all of the Mm -hmm. inconsistent Mm -hmm. calls and the way that they control control the game. Yeah, it's like, do you decide, do you take them 
all away and take away that like possibility of having a good one because they're mm-hmm. all so bad? Or do you just deal with what we have now right. where you have a possibility of having a good one, but you know, I guess mm-hmm. just get rid of all of them, I guess. But we had the ABS and fall league out here last year, but there's only one stadium salt river fields, which is where the Cardinals were housed last year. Um, and they played a strong majority of the first like two weeks of the season at salt river fields. That's where, the Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies have their spring training. Mm. So it's like kind of the nicer facility, I think, because it's the Diamondbacks and we're in Arizona. Mm. Um, but they're the only ones that are fully equipped for it. I, I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. And so for like the first two weeks, we got to see it. And like you were saying, you can challenge certain ones and then they put it up on the mm-hmm. big screen. They show where the strike zone is, they sh- show where the ball went. So, and it was really fun. It was really exciting to like watch, you know, what happened with those challenges. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it too much, but then we went to other stadiums and they didn't have that option anymore. So yeah, I'm kind of on the fence for the robot, robot umps. I just, I don't know how to feel because I do, you know, like you said, the human element is so big, but But they're they're getting rid of so so. much of the human yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Humans are sucking. They are. They're just changing the game completely, you know, like with the pitch clock and with and replays and things like that. So I guess they're just adapting yeah. completely. But it's just interesting. The whole game is just completely different. So but yeah. my thing is, too, when they were first talking about getting RoboOMS and I haven't really paid attention to the ABS system, things like that. So it's probably hopefully mm-hmm. fixed by then. But there would be a pitcher would like spike a ball and if it would bounce and it would bounce up yeah. and still be in the mm-hmm. strike zone, they would call that a strike, which obviously yeah. that's not a strike and things like right. that can't happen. Right. But I think if they, they probably have, I think the human that ump or, that stays there does yeah. get to like, re, like say no, that, oh, that, was, okay. a strike, like or that okay. was a ball. Cause oh, there's gotcha. still okay. the, like the call is relayed to the ump and then the ump makes the call. Right. So I think okay. he can still like override that. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. So that, yeah. well, that, that's better. They just have to pay attention. Yeah. They have to yeah. know how to still pay attention, even mm-hmm. though they're getting yeah. the calls told to them. They have to like actually still do their job yeah. too. Mm. They're not very good at that. Just so. a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> Be better umpires, please. Let's go on over to facebook.com and check on some fellow fans and see how they're doing. We have somebody on facebook.com fan group for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to call this person Jacob. Jacob says, what if Marmol wants younger players being a younger manager? Dot, dot, dot. Sure seems like Cardinals don't try to snag veterans anymore. Used to, I think he means the word be in there, but doesn't have it. Used to, they got a guy like Carlos Beltran or Lance Berkman. Now it's all for all from the farm system. I mean, there's Wilson Contreras, spelled wrong, Nolan Arenado, and Paul Goldschmidt. Well, Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but Marmol does not choose what players <laughs> play for the St. Louis Cardinals. That is up to Bill DeWitt and Michael Gersh and John Mosaylock. Ollie has zero input and uh, the farm system is there for a reason. It is there to grow young, talented players into major league players. (laughs) All of these old veterans were once in a farm system. So I don't know what your problem with the farm system is. (laughs) And then we do get old guys like John Lester and Jay Happ and Adam Wainwright and everyone loses their freaking mind about it. So why do you want old men on our team? That's a good point. That's what I need to know. <laughs> That's a good so, point. <laughs> I just need to know, Jacob, are you okay? 
He is not okay. Not okay. Not We're okay. also going to have another old person on our team next season. I talk about Rich Hill. Rich Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. We'll have Rich Hill at some point. They're coming. <laughs> there are plenty of old men. <laughs> uh, oh can't my wait. gosh, that's so funny. Like, also, I know. don't hate on my farm system boys, okay? I don't. I know. I don't like that. And they're great. Yeah. Yeah. This is we're finally they're getting great. some excitement with getting to see the guys come up and get to play. Like this is a good yeah. thing. Yeah. You I can. just. I mean, it's it's like uh, you know, if we were signing these older players, if we did make a run at the deadline and got some veterans from other teams, they'd be like, "Why do we have all these old uh-huh, men?" We, exactly. We didn't do that, and they're like, "Where are all these farm kids coming from?" It's like, come on. Also, the Cardinals aren't like we're in last place. Like, what do you want? Let the kids play. Let them all play. Let them all play. And Ollie doesn't make the decisions. Oh, Go figure out how a baseball team works before you. <laughs> Have you make ever a watched post. baseball before, sir? <laughs> I just again, I think I said this last week, but I just like that the younger guys are getting their chance now to get the jitters out and to like absolutely get those understand what it feels like to play in the major leagues, so right. that next year. They're like ready to go. Ready to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ready to go. Ready to compete right away. You're absolutely right. All right. Every week we answer a few of your questions. We love whenever you send them in. So you can go ahead and send them in on Twitter, Instagram. We also have a link in the show notes that you can email them into. Um, So this week we're going to start with, I would like to know if you could pick three of your favorite players one from your childhood, one before you were born, and one current player. Who would you pick? Let's start with Sarah. Oh, gosh. I just, should we clarify? Are these Cardinal players or is it anyone? I think it could be anyone. Okay. okay That's great. my interpretation. It doesn't say Cardinals. So um, I have said this probably so many times people are probably sick of it. I didn't start watching baseball until I was older. So from my childhood, um, I would say Mark McGuire because I did have a Cardinals Mark McGuire jersey as a kid Hmm. because of the whole home run chase. Um, But I wasn't like a big baseball or Cardinals specific fan, but I did love me some Big Mac. Before I was born, um, I really don't pay attention to a lot of like the old baseball, like a lot of Mm -hmm. lifelong diehard Cardinals fans have have because I just, you know, it wasn't there. And I, I don't know, I think Ozzie Smith started before I was born. So I'd maybe say Ozzie Smith or Stan Musial. Um, I know that they're both big cornerstones of this organization, but uh, I really don't, I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm, I just don't go back that far. Um, and my fine. current favorite okay. is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> current favorite, obviously Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, I think coming in Close second lately is Brendan Donovan. Um, always love Juan Yapez, even though he's being treated terribly. Um, yeah, I think those are those are mine. Haley, who are your three faves? I think that one before I was born, I'm going to go with Lou Brock. My stepdad is like a huge Lou Brock guy. So I feel like we had so much Lou Brock memorabilia around our house. And I know like nice. every game would go to be wearing his Lou Brock jersey. So I think wow. I would maybe go with Lou. We also got to meet him um, at spring training. Gosh, it was probably like. Oh, that's awesome. 15 years ago. We got to meet him, Bob Gibson and Whitey Herzog all on the same oh, day, which is so oh, cool. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So. Yeah, probably Lou for that. And also my parents, um, they have two cats that they named 
uh, Bobby and Lou. Oh, I love it. So that's so cute. That's awesome. So yeah, he's very beloved in our home. Um, one from my childhood. I was gonna say Fernando Vina because he was the first one I ever got to meet. I got to do a uh like a camp with him. So he was a catcher before Yachty. And I can't remember, it was just some like camp at Bush that my parents put me and my brother in. So we got to like do different like drills and stuff with Fernando, which was really cool. But now I'm thinking Yachty's not playing anymore and he was also around in my childhood. So I might have to go with Yachty. Yeah. That's acceptable. And, thank you. And then <laughs> current player, we all know I love Adam Wainwright, who also could be one from my childhood. And <laughs> Dylan Carlson, they're my two things. Yeah. Oh, and then non-cardinal Salvatore Michael Freelich. Who? Who? Salvatore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who that is. Have you talked about him before? Oh, Never heard I, that name before in my life. I love Sal. This is new. So much. This is new. I literally like, just watched a video of him like going shopping with kids for back to school stuff that the Brewers put oh out. My the Brewers have great content and they keep posting content yeah. about him, Bryce Turing. There was one the other day where like they were putting all the Marvel movies in order and it was just like something so silly but it was so funny to watch them like try to figure this out it was him yeah bryce and i think it was tyrone taylor i can't remember but it was mm. great so that's definitely funny. so rage who are yours mine okay so the one from before i was born definitely bob gibson love him so much that's awesome that you got to meet him i'm really really jealous of that um so that's mine before i was born childhood has to be i'm gonna steal your answer has to be yadier molina he was my favorite player all throughout when i was a kid up and you know up until even just last year love him so much so (laughs) huge huge part of my childhood um favorite player obviously you all know this nolan arenado is my number one favorite what? shohei otani is very i, I know <laughs> who who's nolan who's that third baseman for the st louis cardinals thank you very much uh and i love shohei otani of course we we know this yes. this is a shohei otani podcast so yes yes so those are mine to no one's surprise very very shocking this i'm learning so much about both of you right now i, I know <laughs> this is brand new information <laughs> All right. The next question, this is inspired by friend of the pod, Kaber Tweets. She posted this this week and it got us thinking. Uh, who will you watch in the playoffs or who do you want to see in the playoffs? And will you even watch them? Let's be honest. So, and then who do you hope to see do well? So, Rach, what about you? <sighs> Okay, for my husband's sake, I'm going to say the Reds <laughs> because Boo. I know, I know. We're in a fight I, right now. The entire we are. I know. You guys are in such a fight. <laughs> he is so angry with all of your Brewers posts now. Um, <laughs> I get trash cans sent to me, like the emoji whenever I post about him now. He just sent me a bunch of trash cans. <laughs> you know, he's like, Haley's got to stop, man. Haley's got to stop. He just always says that to me. <laughs> I'm going to say the Reds, though. The reason why, so I will say it this year and I will not say it again in the future because the Cardinals are so not competitive and it doesn't matter. I'm going to go and I'm going to support them because for my husband's sake, I would love for them to get in. I love also, obviously I've talked about this before. I love watching the young young guys. I love watching Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain, all of them. 
So now that the Cardinals aren't in it, I would love for them to make a run because if the Cardinals were in it, I absolutely would never root for them to make the playoffs. So (laughs) I probably won't ever root for them again. Hopefully the Cardinals won't be like this. But so I would like to see them um, in it. If they don't make the playoffs, uh, probably Miami, I would say. Good answer. Yeah, I I think I would root for the Marlins. Get get Skip a ring. That'd be nice. So I would say the Reds probably are my number one so i'll be rooting for him but we'll see what happens we'll be interested you know what they say happy husband happy life They're, so. exactly i think that's the quote that is the same <laughs> <laughs> all right sarah what's yours um i actually had to go check the standings because i'm so detached that i don't even really know who's in the running right now <laughs> um and from everything that i looked at almost every national league team that's in the running. I just, I don't like, um, I don't really want any of our central rivals to make it very far. Um, I don't really care for the NL East teams. I like your point. Skip would be nice to see him get a ring, but I just, I don't know that I want to root for the Marlins. So I think I have to go with the American league, I was a Pacific Northwestern, Pacific Northwesterner growing up. (laughs) Um, So I do kind of like to see the Mariners have success. So I'd probably root for the Mariners. I love that. Um, I I do really love the underdog story of the Orioles this year. Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. the Orioles. Oh, support uh, King Jack. Yes. Yeah. And the young guys on that team, Gunnar Henderson and um, what's the other guy's name? The pretty boy, Adley Rutschman. Oh, Adley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to to see them have yeah. some success. So I think I'm going American League, which is really unusual for me. I usually, when it comes to the World Series, I if the Cardinals aren't in it, I want the National League to win. Um, and so that was the other part of the question: Will I even watch? I at this point, I'm such a Debbie Downer Grinch right now that I'm like, no, I'm not watching. Yeah. But every year when it comes, mm-hmm. I have to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, they're yeah, such electric games. It's so exciting. So yes, I think I'll be watching. And I'm going American League this year. Go Mariners, go Orioles. I love it. Those are good. Everyone in the National League can suck it. (laughs) (laughs) You'll love my answer then. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't want to hear it, it, Haley. I don't want it. What's yours? Very hot take. Both of these, I'm about to say, are hot takes. I know both of them, and I'm so upset about both. (laughs) Do you know both of them? (laughs) I assume. Okay, with the Brewers. Yeah. I know. But similar to you, you can't even say anything because. (laughs) <laughs> you it's for the same reason as you cheering for the reds as far as like we have no hope so what does it matter cheering for another but Haley, i'm a hypocrite so i can do it but that doesn't mean that you can <laughs> i just just kidding i'm whatever. just kidding it's fine it's fine <laughs> all in this is my crew what is it my crew this is my crew i don't know yes, what they're hashtag something like my that crew. great that's this is that's my crew. your crew it is. That's your oh my gosh. I watched them because the Cardinal game was almost over anyway last night whenever I got home and I didn't want to watch that because it was not fun. So I watched the Brewers. Like this is what I'm, what I do every night. I watch the Cardinals and Who the Brewers. Who are you? I know. All right. Okay. Know. So what's going to happen though next year if the Cardinals are back to being good? We're not going to talk I can, about that yet. I can I denounce know. my Reds fandom. It's over. That's no, <laughs> it's not real, but yours seems a lot more deep than mine. I think that I'm going to like still cheer for the players that I like. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, the hashtag this is my crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway, Fine. that Fair. is one team. And then I, I 
I have What's to. What's your, you said you had a backup team? Yep, yep. The Braves. I knew it. So oh, my husband it. is a Braves fan. So I got to support him. I got to like happy husband, happy life, you know. <laughs> yes, but also exactly. my grandma grew up with uh, their manager. Like their families grew up together in this really, really small town mm. in Illinois. So I always love to pull for Brian Snicker too. Like whenever they won the World Series last time, I just sobbed because I was so happy yeah. that someone from small town, Illinois, just, <laughs> and he's been so like loyal to the Braves his whole career. He's yeah. been with them for forever. So I just love to see him do well. Yeah. So those are my two. I just am like of the camp of like, uh, the thing I love so much about baseball is the randomness of it. I feel like mm-hmm. football, it's like, the Patriots, the Patriots, yeah. Patriots, mm-hmm. Patriots. Baseball, it's always a different team. And the Braves just recently won. So I'm like, I, I, know, I know that they're like unstoppable right now. Yeah, but I'm like, it's just so boring man. that they're unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, they- and then part of me wants to say, like, since we have become a Phillies podcast lately, that it would be nice Ew. to see the Phillies make it oh, back and win. Gross. Oh, because disgusting. Trey Turner, gross. mostly. I know. I love Trey I Turner. Phillies, but that's it. Yeah. Gross. So... It would, and I just think you know, if they did steal the devil magic, let them use it, let them get something out of it, and then give it back. Maybe, maybe that's how we get it back. Is the Phillies actually like cashing fully in on it? But no, I don't think I'm. I don't think I can get behind that. Yeah, I'm not in on that one, Mm. Mm -hmm. guys. What if it brings back the devil magic? What if they have to win to get us our devil magic back? How did they get it from us in the first place? I don't understand that. They stole it in the wild card. Is that what you mean? Yeah, they in the wild card game. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. They did. They absolutely stole it. Okay, if that is the only they way that we can it. get it back, then I guess ugh, ugh. if it's for the betterment of the Cardinals' future, then yes. No. So something insane. The Braves have to go 500 for the rest of the season, and they'll still have 100 wins. I believe something like that. It's yeah, just something wild. unreal. Just absolutely unreal. So I would think that they're just going to go yeah. and do it. But like you said, baseball is so random. So I am a yeah. like underdog type person too. So I, I don't do. usually cheer for someone like that. But all like all the yeah. different connections to them, I feel like I for sure. Have to. Yeah, I might get a, my husband might divorce me also if I. Don't. <laughs> He's already a little concerned. <laughs> he was concerned. I went to a Braves and Brewers game in Atlanta, and I was cheering for all my guys on the Brewers, and he was oh. like, "We can't do this. Like this is not allowed. <laughs> this is not, this is okay. not what I signed up for. <laughs> so, this wasn't so in our vows." But Albert was in her vows yes. in her ceremony, but yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> incredible, <Bruce>. incredible. <laughs> All right, I think we have one more question. Mm-hmm. All right, so thinking back to last week, we did talk about who we would rather get fired between Ollie and Mo. So going back to them, who would your ideal replacement be for Ollie or Mo? Sarah, what you got? Um, so I did come to the conclusion that I would fire Ollie over Mo. Um, I have to be honest. I don't know that I know anybody in like the front office world outside of the Cardinals that could replace Mo. So I think that that helps. I would, I would genuinely be lost on who to replace Mo with. Um, maybe me, I guess, let me do his job. See how good I do. Yes. Um, yeah, we support that. Yeah. Uh, but for Ollie, I did have, um, I don't know if it was a moment of just complete despair after this Cardinal season, a moment of delusion. Maybe it was a breakthrough in my 
intelligent brain, the way it thinks. But I think I think I'm going with our man, Yadier Benjamin Molina. All right. I Great answer. think that he would be a phenomenal replacement for Ollie. He's got the big league experience. We obviously see how much he brought to the team. Let him come be our manager and put Ollie back at bench coach. You don't have to fire him. We don't have to have a Mike Schultz situation. Just demote the guy. Bring Yachty back. I think I think that would solve all of our problems. What do you think, Haley? That's a great answer. And I was yeah, gonna say the same thing. But hmm. because after everything we talked about last week, just what's missing in our in our dugout now is Yachty. And I think yeah. he's a, such a great leader that he would be wonderful. But backup answers, I don't just steal yours, would probably be Brian Snicker <laughs> because I love him. Yeah. I think that this is never going to happen, but I just, yeah. I like the way that he manages the game overall. I like the way that he stands up for his guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's old school, but I don't know. I just, I like him a lot as a manager. So I mm-hmm. would, I would take him in a heartbeat. Okay. Okay. Rach, All right. Who you I, got? Like, I like good answers from both of you guys. And Yachty, he just, he knows the game better than anyone that I have ever seen ever anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think he would have like a really, really interesting perspective. Um, My answer, actually, I also am going to replace Ollie with someone. Um, It would actually be Skip Schumacher, which was interesting mm, for me. Okay. So yeah. he's gone, you know, he's done great things with the Marlins. Um, He's possibly going to win manager of the year. We don't, we don't know yet, but um, yeah. I just really, I've always liked him and I loved when he was bench coach. I think he brings a certain energy. I don't want to say that we made the wrong decision and hired the wrong person, but I think we made the wrong decision and (laughs) hired the wrong person. So it's just, it would be interesting to see if we would have had someone like Skip versus Ollie, where, if we would be in a Mm -hmm. different position, because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, he would have handled certain things differently. We've talked about it before, like with Ollie, you know, I question kind of the decisions that he makes and like the time you mentioned with Snitker going and backing up his players, like Ollie doesn't, Mm -hmm. he does that just at like weird times, you know, so somebody like Skip would be good, but also kind of what you were saying, it would also be interesting to see somebody with an old school perspective so mm-hmm. i don't i don't know specifically like an actual person I, maybe like joe madden something that would be so funny it would be very very interesting but you know somebody like that coming with an older perspective type but i kind of like going with the young guys so i'm gonna say yeah. skip yeah i'm gonna say skip. all right i like that answer do you either of you have anybody that you would think to replace mo no I, that's tough. Yeah, I'd have to think on that one. I just thought of, on Ollie, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I know. I, I see. Know. I see things on Twitter about like Randy Flores. The I think he's yeah, like the okay. head of mm-hmm. scouting and the scouting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I genuinely know nobody else in that type of field other than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in that field. But <laughs> yeah, you. We, I think yeah, I would do a great job. <laughs> Yeah, you can replace them. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know much about like finances and things like that. You know, yeah, he, there's a lot to his job that I don't know yeah. about that I don't understand about. So that'd be tough. But, but the most important part you. of his job is sitting in the press box and being caught <laughs> drinking and eating things, and I'm great at that. Yes. So that's why I think I would make a great replacement <laughs> You'd be excellent for Tom at You can wear a yeah. bow tie, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would love Perfect. to see you in a bow tie. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon. (laughs) 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 
All right, so we are going to wrap things up with our favorite part of the week. We've got our cocktail queen, Miss Haley. She's going to bring us our rally drink of the week. So what do you got? All right, so this is a little spin on a white Russian, if you have heard of that. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's a peanut butter Russian. Oh, my. Oh, I'm invested. So you use one and a half ounces of peanut butter whiskey like screwball. Mm-hmm. half an ounce of regular bourbon just so it's not like super sweet you could leave this part out if you like it sweeter um and then an ounce of Kahlua and then three ounces of half and half and you just stir it all up put some ice in it and it is Ooh. delicious as a dessert that sounds so good that does sound good we i think there was a bar that Michael and I used to go to, we would watch a bunch of games there and they made it there. And that's what inspired it. This bar mm. though, we would go into games and the Cardinals would lose every time in the playoffs <laughs> whenever we'd go there. So <laughs> I, we had to stop. I think even yeah. the Braves lost too, whenever we went. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, it's just our teams for whatever reason in the playoffs specifically, we would yeah. lose. So we had to stop going there. So I started making a drink oh, on my gosh. own. Nice. Well, and you probably make it better than they do there, so. Exactly. Oh, I do. Exactly. I really do. Well, I well, can't sounds, wait to try yeah, this. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll have to try that one for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of There Is Crying in Baseball. Like, subscribe, follow along with us. Tell your friends. We would love to have some more people cry with us. We are on all socials at Cry in Baseball. We have new episodes out every Wednesday, and we cannot wait to cry with you then. Bye. 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 Bye.